it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast as University of Louisville football is opening fall camp. It is upon us. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. It's it's that time of year, Jody. I mean, it, things change when the pig still, pig skin starts to fly, and it's that time of year as fall camp opening up uh, for Louisville on Wednesday. Um, so the, the 2020 you know 2022 season is now upon us, Jody. Yeah, it's here. Uh, you know, we uh, we I, I laugh because you know we do the tracking the roster all in the off season. There's so many things that we've tracked and so many things that have changed and. So many things that, uh, uh, you know, you just look at and go, man, oh, man, how did – it seems like forever until the season. And now here we are, you know, as uh, the, the fall camp begins on Wednesday, early morning camp for Louisville this year. That doesn't mean they're just – they just camp and then they're done but because they continue throughout the day. So they're pretty much locked down. But early morning practices at least – and, and I'm, I find it interesting, the uh, the schedule, to me. I mean, Scott Satterfield changing things up a little bit. Um, they're not going to have a kickoff luncheon. They're going to tackle a lot more earlier in the season, uh, they're, or earlier in fall camp. And, and they're only going to have one stretch where they have more than three days straight at camp. Actually, yeah, more than three days straight at camp. And it's the first four days of the season. It's it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and they're all, then they're off Sunday and Monday. They go Tuesday, off Wednesday, they go Thursday, off Friday, uh, go Saturday and Sunday, and then they're off for two day, three days, and then they go three. So it's a weird schedule to me. But he explained it to me. It's uh, and I did a story last week about it's more about the start of the season and having a game where you've got or having a time where you've got guys uh, that have to be ready. Not that they always don't have to be ready, but you've got back-to-back road games and a conference game. Two of the first three games are conference games. You've got to be ready for this uh, for this season for uh, the Louisville Cardinals. And, and I think that that, uh, that this change in fall camp is is a start to to see that he's 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 pretty excited about what he's got with these guys. Yeah, there seems to be some momentum uh, around the program, and I think much of that. Is because of what is, what is occurring with the with their recruiting efforts, uh, but even more so, I think some of the portal additions has some of that you know that hopeful feeling because they really did. I think Scott Satterfield and his staff, I think, did a fantastic job through the portal, filling the needs that they needed to fill and doing it pretty darn well. Um, whether whether you're talking offense or defense, you know. So I think there's a lot of excitement because of these experienced veterans, you know, Jermaine Lole, a defensive tackle type of guy that's got the experience and the size for that position that Louisville fans have been clamoring for for years. You know, it's almost a daily topic here at Cardinal Authority. Um, you know, so filling those, you know, bringing in a running back like Tyon Evans from Tennessee, uh, the wide receivers, obviously, that they brought in uh, that, that, you know, I mean, if you think about this. You lost Jordan Watkins and Tyler Harrell 
to the transfer portal, Jody, and you're talking about a wide receiver group that's probably going to, I think at least the expectation to me is that they're going to take a positive step forward. So, you know, for me, how much of an impact these new guys through the portal um, and how quickly they can do so for this football program will be a huge catalyst on determining, you know, as you mentioned, two of those first three games are our conference games and that's huge. And you get a tough one in Orlando against central Florida, you know, to, to tangle with as well. Um, you know, that could prove the difference on how good of a start they get off to this, you know, what I think is a tougher than expected schedule. Yeah. I, I'm just excited that it's all here. And, uh, you know, yeah. we, we'll talk about schedule and we'll talk about the opening game. We got a lot to talk about. I, I guess let's start this in, going into fall camp. Let's start with the offense yep. going into fall camp, Michael, to me, really the only I love the fact that, that that I did a story at Cardinal Authority uh, over the weekend. Caleb Chandler's going to play some center. I think he'll get some snaps every game at center is what it sounds like. That's what that's what he said. That's what Scott Satterfield kind of alluded to. I, I like that because I do think that means, to me, that means they feel really good with Luke Kandra there at the left guard position. And if Luke Kandra can be really good with those other six guys, and I'm including Michael Gonzalez – in, along with, uh, you know, obviously Trevor Reed, Caleb Chandler, Brian Hudson, Adonis Boone, and Renato Brown. I throw Gonzalez in there. It's like they have six starters anyway. If Luke Kandra is a really, really good complement, and he is number seven from everything that I've heard in the offseason, Josh Black and Kobe Baines have had good offseasons, and, and they're, they're thinking pretty good. You know, they're feeling pretty good about them as well. So, But if you can have that top seven guys – uh, you're you're sitting pretty good on the, as far as the offensive line. Now, for the offense, to me, that's not the biggest question mark, and that's not the fun thing you're going to see this fall, this fall camp. I am super pumped to see who comes out as RB number one because, yeah. quite honestly, I have no idea. I think you could have the game against Syracuse, the game against Central Florida, and the game against Florida State. I think there's a chance – you could have a different leading rusher in each of those games, not named Malik Cunningham, obviously, not, not out of the quarterback, but I'm talking about out of the running back room. You could have a different running back lead you in those games. And I, quite honestly, wouldn't be shocked if it's any of the four. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Mitchell led Louisville in running last year over seven uh, over 700 yards of the running back room, that is. Obviously, Travion Cooley showed what he can do. We saw Jawar Jordan flash his speed late in the year last year as he overcame an injury, really kind of shined and had that huge kickoff return for a touchdown, where I think he's really having could have an opportunity to build his name up this year as well. But, you know, that's that's another story as far as Jordan and special teams goes. And obviously the transfer from Tennessee, Tyon Evans. Um, you know, Jody, both you and I got to see him a few times at fall or during spring camp excuse me and you know you could tell you know no matter what the drill was he's, he's got a, an extra special twitch or speed um you know kind of a guy that kind of encompasses some of the strengths of the other guys that kind of like everything that you would want in a running back uh Tyon Evans has the ability you know so it's going to be interesting to see how that competition continues as fall camp goes on and like you I think it, it's hard to say I mean it, it would be easy to say that Tyon Evans is going to come out as number one or Jalen Mitchell because of how he, you know, kind of surprised last year to, and held on to that job, you know, throughout the year when a lot of people expected the youngster Cooley to kind of step up and, and he showed some great things. So, uh, you know, it, it will be interesting to see who does jump out there. And, and 
you know, I'm also excited for, as I kind of mentioned earlier with the wide receivers uh, to see what develops there as well. Um, you, you got some additions, obviously, to the transfer portal that, that you think are going to make them a bigger, better unit. You've got guys returning from injury and obviously, uh, you know, more mature guys. And they're adding some guys, you know, guys to it as well through the freshman class. So, you know, what I think, you know, from if you look at almost, you know, the entire package, Jody, I'm pretty pleased at where on paper, at least when you look at this depth chart, um, where they stack up, you know, as far as being able to have a, a productive and consistent offense this year. Yeah, and, and look, you you, you got to look at this too, and, and let's go back to the running backs for a second. You know, we're doing our countdown of the top most, the most important fifty players on the Louisville roster right now, and 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 I know we're splitting hairs here a little bit once you get after about you know fifteen or sixteen. A lot of guys, you know, or once you're inside the top fifteen or sixteen, a lot of guys are are very valuable, and and it's hard to to tell. But yeah. we had all we had four of them: Jawar Jordan. Uh, Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley, and Tyon Evans. Nobody in the top 10, but from 11 to 30, all four of those guys, Michael. And I, I think that just goes to show you. And Jawar Jordan, honestly, to me, is right now the, the fourth guy in that mix. I think he could bump himself up in, in fall camp, and he had a good spring. But he, he's the fourth guy. But we put him a little higher because he's going to be so key on special teams. I think Absolutely. he'll be the kick returner for the cards this year. And I think as we saw in the bowl game, he can do some electric stuff in that. But, but to think about it, you know, Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley and Jalen Mitchell are three dudes that any of those guys, it would not shock me if he, any of those three, one of those three gets a thousand yards. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, and, and at the same time, you know, I could see one guy, you know, be the dominant runner for two games in a row, and then it's somebody else for games three and four, you know, because of how they step up or how they match up with the defense or or how you're just clicking that day. Um, but it, it's certainly a deep and talented room uh, for for Coach Darrell Sims and Scott Satterfield in that offense. I mean, they they can on paper they look like they can hang handle with just about anything. So. Looking forward to seeing who does rise and, and become that number one guy for them, at least at a fall camp. I mean, it's something that could change as the season progresses. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, and I do want to throw one thing out there. First of all, Malik, we we'll we'll do a whole podcast probably later on that we'll we'll break down some of the positions and yeah. we'll get into Malik. But as far as the guys are concerned in the in the wide receiver room, a couple things to pay attention to in fall camp and and to remember. Uh, I love. I think Tyler Hudson the the things that we've heard about Tyler Hudson is crazy. Just how, um, just how unbelievable he's been, and the expectations that they have for him. I do think that because of that, uh, and because they're so high on him, that we've probably lost a little bit of, of, uh, or maybe I don't know that he's lost a little bit of it, but maybe D. Wiggins not getting enough credit. Uh, a, a little bit there. So I think he's another guy that's going to be really good. 
And I will say this, my surprise on the whole offense this year, I think I'm going to go. I haven't totally decided yet, but I think I might go with Chris Bell because I've yeah. heard nothing but good things. And I think he's going to be a guy that's uh, that's going to play for him right away. The guy who did squeeze into our top 50 as an incoming freshman. But yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's an interesting name that you bring up there. I mean, obviously, Scott Satterfield, we had a report on him earlier, you know, weeks ago when Scott Satterfield was complimentary of how he's impressed since he stepped on campus with his what he can do at the frame that he has. He's, he's a bulkier receiver, so he can, uh, you know, in theory, take a hit and, and keep on going. Um, but like you, I'm excited for Tyler Hudson and D Wiggins, the two transfer additions at the wide receiver room, uh, what both they can do. And, and, and yeah, we heard plenty about uh, Tyler Hudson, but D Wiggins, like you, I think has an opportunity to really showcase himself. Very experienced, obviously did well against Louisville a couple of years ago uh, with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, but I like the depth there as well. I mean, we're not even really talking about Amari Huggins, Bruce. Um, he flashed and shown what he's capable of. Braden Smith coming back from, uh, you know, so onto the roster and, you know, he has flashed what he can do as well. And then you have other guys like Josh Johnson, who we've heard positive things as well. And a player that I'm curious about is Jalen Carter, you know, the walk-on wide receiver. Um, he's He's gotten praise here and there throughout spring. So uh, it's a bit from, from coaches and from teammates. So I got to kind of remember as, as fall camp and the season progresses, see if he gets an opportunity to shine and if so, what he does with it. But I do like uh, where they are with the wide receivers, Jody. Yeah, no, I, I definitely and uh, and defensively, um, you know, I'm 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 excited. Um, I don't know how much I, I I don't know I don't know how much better they're gonna be, but I know the talent is better what they have right now than what they've had in recent years. They have, um, and, and again, remember last year the injuries took a toll. I mean, when you lose, I think your two best defensive players. To a, to a season's ending injury, that yeah. takes a big toll on the whole, obviously on the whole season. They're more talented. They're better equipped to do what they want to do this year as a defense. And I think, um, and, and I think that they're going to be better. I mean, they look, they have more, if you throw a, uh, even if you throw a starting lineup out there in the, in the secondary of, you know, Trey Clark, Kendrick Duncan, MJ Griffin and, and Josh Minkins or, uh, you know, Jarvis Brownlee and, and, and Josh Minkins or uh, Nicario Harper and Josh and, and, and Jarvis Brownlee, no matter what combination you have out there, you're, it's going to be better because of where you were last year and, and just kind of what happened and, or, or a lack for lack better of how much, how many plays they didn't make last year. So they're going to be better than they were. Um, it's just now how much how much better can they be? That's the thing to me. How much better can they be going into the fall into the first game? And then what changes will they make as far as, you know, we've heard different things. I, I haven't heard it as much as some, but I do think I, I think we'll see probably, you know, more of, of, of things, maybe more blitzing, maybe more dime package, maybe, you know, more of the nickel stuff. And I, I just think they'll be more aggressive this year or be able to be more aggressive this year because they do have better talent. Yeah. You know, the depth in the secondary is huge. And obviously that's an area that was a, the primary focus really when you look as soon as the season ended, 
we heard about them moving, you know, into the transfer portal, making some great additions. And, and that is an area that should take a, a step forward. And, and, you know, it, it's a, it's a unit for a reason the better the secondary plays, the better line can play and, and vice versa. Um, you know, and I, hopefully you, you will see that uh, translate, you know, in all stages on the defense, but an area that I'm, ex, you know, excited to see how it transforms this year is, in that middle spot on that defensive line because of the addition of Jermaine Lole. Uh, but even with him, I mean, we, Jody, we've heard great things about Desmond Tell all throughout spring, you know, so, and he comes out and he's the first guy on the depth chart, you know, for the initial fall camp uh, depth chart. So it'll be, I'm curious to see how that competition goes. How much has Caleb Banks continued to progress throughout spring? I mean, he's a guy that's had a lot of bulk and is probably still, getting used to that larger frame. So that's an area that certainly needed attention. It, it got some attention. The depth looks better. How will it perform? It's something I'll be looking uh, for throughout fall camp. And then certainly as the season gets going, we'll, we'll know for real. Yeah. All right. We're, we've done the, the countdown. We'll be finishing up the countdown of the, the 50 most important players on the roster this week. We've got some other fun stuff for you as we head into fall camp. And then as we get yeah. closer as we get closer to the season, we'll do more on uh, on different position groups and uh, uh, you know some podcasts talking about uh, uh, about the different position groups and, and things like that. But remember, Wednesday fall camp begins. We'll be able to go for a little bit. We're not going to be able to stay for long. Uh, it's only open for like 20 minutes, I think, at the beginning. So we'll snap some pictures and uh, uh, get some interviews afterward. As always, we'll have the best coverage for you here. Uh, on cardinalauthority.com as we bring you all of what there is from fall camp, University of Louisville fall camp, starting on Wednesday. That will be exactly one month to the day when Louisville travels to Syracuse to take on the Orange in the season opening game, and it should be a lot of fun. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. This has been a uh, cards cast. This has been the cards cast as we uh, – Breakdown fall camp for you. We'll have more on fall camp and more on Cardinal athletics coming up in the near future. We'll see you then. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. Keep clicking at cardinalauthority.com. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.